0: Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly and this is Ageless. I'm 40 and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to Ageless. I'm Jana Riley, and today I am joined by Dr. Drayvon James. She is an inspirational speaker, founder of the Next Step Leadership Academy, life coach, and author of Freedom Is Your Birthright. Dr. Drayvon is a transformation specialist using her everyday peace philosophy to coach women on how to master goal attainment. As a leader in the healthcare industry for more than three decades, she was the recipient of the Secretary McDonough Co- coin of recognition for her leadership efforts to combat the COVID pandemic. She is a radio host of the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace, Every Other Monday on Mind Body Spirit FM podcast network, coach on the Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Show, and an actress whose career credits include a recurring role on HBO's acclaimed The Wire. Dr. Drayvon uses this training and experience to lead women to their victory using the power of everyday peace to achieve their next level of greatness in life and business. All I have to say is, wow, you are one layered and busy woman. So I just love to kick off this podcast by hearing your story. How did your journey begin? Oh my gosh! So I love telling my story because I hope
1: and I believe that it can be of great inspiration to a lot of people. Because I was raised to believe that if you can first believe it and see it in your mind's eye, you can um, live it in your physical world. So, um, born on the South Side of Chicago, and uh, you know, didn't come from a lot of money. Who is <laughs> but you no? Know, uh, but I came from a lot of love. And um, had some really challenging times in my early years. A couple bouts of homelessness, but um, through it all, I think the the thing that stood out to me the most was that. your, your internal beliefs about yourself, you know, they say perception is projection, right? So whatever you perceive in your mind, you are you out in your physical world. And my mom really was my biggest champion and teacher of that. So I think my the, my my beginnings, although they were of humble beginnings, to say the least, right, in the very, very beginning, but what I got from her about belief in myself and belief in my dreams um, has taking me where I am today and hopefully will continue to take me a lot further. So I really encourage people like wherever you are, when I look at my own story, you know, I started off wanting to be an actress full time. That's what I wanted it to be. But, um, you know, my mom encouraged me to go on and get my doctorate degree in, she was hoping it was going to be medicine, but it ended up being in pharmacy. But that foundation helped me to know that, um, yeah, you there are no there are no limitations on us. You know, we we, only limitations we have are self-imposed, self-imposed. I wrote a little book called Freedom is Your Birthright. And I opened that book up by saying that many people, when they look at me, they would say, well, what, you know. Um, i ha- I embrace this concept of freedom. I'm African American in the United States and I um, am a woman. probably there's probably not much about that story that they would say the first thing I would think about you is that you consider yourself to be free but I absolutely do. free in mind does mean eventually you know that I could I have the option to make myself free and kind so. My story.
0: That's a beautiful, beautiful story and so inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I really appreciate that. So, I wanted to dive into uncovering the true longing that drives our goals. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? My
1: gosh. Yeah. I love that you that, that you phrase it that way too, uncovering the true long longing, the, the foundation of every goal that we have, right? And it seems now that I've lived all these years and read and studied all these years, it seems so obvious, but it, it, it really does at times um, evade us that behind every goal is this desire just to be loved, to be accepted, right? that's the foundation of everything that we do. It's amazing. And we do some incredible stuff and we do some things that we think, oh, that wasn't really that incredible. Now, you know, how could you have gotten to this place that you would perform these tasks or you would do this or you would hurt people like that. And when you dig deep and you excavate this person's life and and their desires is I want to be seen. I want to be accepted. And sometimes we translate to that, do I want to be safe? Which is all another way of saying that I want to be loved.
0: That's so deep. And I love that. I, and I love how you said, want to be seen, because that really is the foundation right there and accepted. Yeah. And love is the foundation of that. That's beautiful
1: yeah I was in a, so I was in a class and it's so funny because I, we talk about the evolution right people want to evolve and and a dear friend of mine in that class Bobby said, you know that evolve spelled backwards is love right so this whole pro, and I guess got me thinking, you know um this whole evolution right is about evolving to the place where we can love unconditionally
0: that's really that's what that's the word right there that is how do we understand what's preventing us from uncovering our true longing?
1: Oh my gosh, how do we discover what's pre- what's preventing us? Well, number 1 I think is to look within. We I I often I know that I'm not as wise as the creator of the universe, but I always wonder like this question why do you make our eyes point outward, right? Because we tend to think that everything that is causing us pain is something external to ourselves, and everything that's causing us joy is something external to ourselves. And so we're always looking for the answers beyond ourselves. Oh, if this thing would change. Oh, if that would change. Oh, if I had this, then I could really, you know, uh, be happy. Or I could really be in this place of accepting myself because really, really, if I mean, in a lot of listeners probably don't want to hear this, but really the love that you're looking for, for is from you. It really is not from your mom, your dad, your cousin, your your lover you know, your, your spouse it really is from you that we we constantly deny ourselves that and we think well if i get this car if i send my kids to the school or if i live in this neighborhood then maybe i will feel that i am worthy i get this degree i you know but it really is you saying that i absolutely love myself i'm in love with me at this point in time with all that I know about me, right? You know more about you than what you think. We sometimes want to close our mind off to certain things, certain memories, even knowing that I did this or knowing that I didn't do this or knowing that I said this, right? I still love and accept me, right? And getting to that place, getting to that place of self-acceptance, no matter what anybody else is saying, it does take a lot of work, Um, believe it or not, because we're so trained to look at somebody else and to want somebody else to validate us or, or compare ourselves to somebody else. So that work starts with just, you know, I always tell people that self-talk, being aware of our self-talk and then once we become aware of it, not judging it.
0: It's really an internal journey. Oh
1: my gosh. It is such an internal journey. And, you know, think about uh, a lot of times we spend our, we don't spend a lot of comfortable time with ourselves, right? We just, you know, if we are alone for long periods of time, right, in an in a awake state, we're thinking about, you know, what we're going to do next with somebody else or, um, you know, uh, or, you know, our next, or I don't want to be alone or, you know, trying to search out ways to spend time with other people. And I, I think that's fabulous. We are built for relationship, but that self-awareness journey is so necessary. It's, and it is work just being able to be with ourself and say, oh, this hurts. And just, okay, acknowledge it and let it be, or this feels good, acknowledge it and let it be.
0: I love when you were referring to the internal self-talk. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, so uh, I, it's so interesting that that topic, you know, we hear a lot about that. I fortunately, I've worked in healthcare for over, over 30 years. And um, for a long period of my time, I worked in mental health um, areas. And Being there helped me to really, really start to think about my own behavior. You know, you you see behavior that people say, oh, that, you know, deviant or against the norm or whatever. And you start watching it. It becomes part of my everyday behavior. I'm here every day or what I'm experiencing every day. And part of what I experienced a lot were people who talked their thoughts out loud. So they'd be walking through the hallways, saying the most bizarre things sometime, saying really hurtful things sometime. And it started me thinking how honest it must be to be them because it made me think about my own thoughts and the things that I wouldn't say out loud, but that I was thinking about myself. You know, you know, if you were good enough, if you were smart enough, if you were talented enough, if you were pretty enough. You... And I was like, wow. Right. So these conversations that they were so honest and they were having out loud, some of those things, I may have been wording it differently, but I was saying to myself, you know, oh, you're not as smart as this person and you're not as talented as that person. Look at these these mistakes that you're making. And I thought, would I want to be around a person who talked to me like that every day. That toxic, damaging relationship. But I want, would I be friends with a woman who every time I got into car, in the car, she said, Well, I wonder what mistake she made today. And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> right? But really, when we start to listen to our own self-talk, it may not be those words, but it's, you know, oh, you're fat or you shouldn't have eaten that, you're not disciplined, you're not, you know, on and on. You know, look at you, you're getting old. These sorts of things. Right? Just being aware of that. And I that consciousness of that made me feel, and I hope it will help everybody when they start listening to their thoughts. made me feel a tenderness to myself that, goodness gracious, you incredible woman, you have been listening to this for how many years? And you're, you still get up. You still, you know, you still face the world. So instead of badgering myself and saying, Oh, can you believe it? You can't even talk to yourself nice. Nope, I, I I took that moment to find and I encourage my clients when I work with them too, to find moments of grace and mercy and tenderness for yourself and to say, Wow, you're amazing. Right? And then just that it is just being aware sort of silences the talk. You really don't have to do anything more than that. Then just be aware of it. I call it shining the light of awareness. When, you know, what you watch, if it shouldn't be, it starts to change, right? When you just start, just the watching of it, giving it the energy of watching it and saying, oh, I'm aware that you're doing that again. It starts to say, oops. I won't do it. (laughs) And then consciously I start, you know, start rewarding myself. I, I teach my clients to keep something that I call a smile journal journal. And you know, just things that made me smile throughout the day. I'll just jot it down, right? And I start talking to myself about those things. Wow, you really, you really are pretty amazing. You noticed sunrises a couple weeks ago, maybe last week. We had this beautiful sky event going on. I happened to notice. Was, Look at that! It looks like it could be a, some other planet or some stars. And I complimented myself for taking my taking the time to notice what's going on in this beautiful universe that I am privileged to live you know and and things of that nature when you really just start watching just the simple act of watching will cause the the negative self talk the harmful self talk to diminish, it never goes away altogether, I don't think, but it will diminish and you will become more resilient on the other end of being able to, oh, talk positively about yourself, to soothe that part of yourself that wants to criticize you, that part of ourselves that believes that we can criticize ourselves to success. If there's one thing I would love people to know is that you cannot criticize yourself to success. You can criticize yourself into hiding where the true you goes into hiding and you have to coax that person out because they're so afraid of that criticism, right? But you can only applaud yourself to success. That's how you get you draw children out, right? You compliment them. A child doesn't learn to walk by you yelling at it and say, look at you falling again. You applaud right. every time they get up. You, you, you're you gentle with them when they fall down. You're encouraging. That Those techniques work for life.
0: I like to say words are so powerful, they really are. And our thoughts.
1: And your words coming out of your mouth to your ears are more powerful than any other words you will ever hear. It is really what your soul is waiting for, is the command of your voice. So, we're always talking about, you know, someone else used hard words. I mean, you know, sticks and stones and all that kind of stuff, right? But someone else used hard words. And, and th- that's not great at all. But the words that come out of our own mouth about ourselves that fall in our own ears are the most impactful. Those words, choose them carefully, always, you know, I can't remember what this I am, but. The, What that actually means, I used to have the tip of my tongue, but I know that whatever you say I am to commands, right? So Mm -hmm. I am, no one else can use that phrase for you, right? No one else can I am you. You You can only I am yourself. You have the power to do that. And what comes after I am really commands your day. And commands your month and your year, and there goes your life, right? So you want to be very, very um, careful with those words, as you say. Words are powerful. They are powerful. The, the, the they say, the power of life and death is in the tongue. The tongue can mm-hmm. has the has the ability to build you up or to tear you down, to create a beautiful day for you or to create a day of misery. Simple words. They're not so simple though. They're very powerful,
0: and also. Staying in the present moment, staying in the present moment, letting the past go and knowing that our future is just an illusion. Stay present. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We're hitting it all, right? So that's it, right? The present moment is all that we
1: have. I challenge anybody to go back and change five minutes ago. You can't. Or, or right now the only the only power we have on the on tomorrow or 5 minutes from t- this moment is what we do in this moment right here this is the only real moment don't give up all of your power to sit there and dream about what happened yesterday or dream up dream about what may happen tomorrow when you have the ability to create this is our creative space this moment right here is our creative space and it's so very important and it's a challenge isn't it to not go into the past I think a lot of us do that we either go back to the past because it was just so wonderful and it was so safe and it's changed and now the world the landscape is so incredibly scary we dealt a lot of that with that in during the times of COVID people thought well pre-COVID was so safe and it was you know now it's so scary and and then we talk about the future and we get worried about that but uh, what I challenge people to do is to write a gratitude card to help them with that to be, to select every morning three things that they're grateful for that happened the day before so when their mind slips to the past, out of habit, because it will, right? Yeah. When it slips to the past, you command that. You say, okay, we're, oh, we're thinking about the past. This is what we're going to think about, right? Here are my three things. Are we Are going to, you know, if we're going to go back to the past, you, if I can't convince my mind to stay in the present. I will tell you what you can think about in the past. These are the three things that you can think about. And it really does help because it helps frame the oh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And that pushes you right back to the present moment.
0: I couldn't agree more. I write gratitude lists and it really just changes my whole mindset. It changes my perception. There's something magical about writing gratitude lists.
1: Another simple technique that gives such such bang for the buck, right? It's like this is a really simple technique, and people would not believe how powerful it is to reduce anxiety, to reduce depression, to reduce negative thoughts about yourself. Is just to say, this is my list of gratitude, what I am grateful for, and I have had points in my life where my gratitude list, all my list, the only thing I could think of, i never forget this day, was I am grateful that I can blink without assistance. <laughs> to literally blink my eyes. You know, I have, I was having some huge health problems. I was having difficulty walking, having difficulty standing up. And um, I remember I said, well, and that morning I got super excited. I was like, yeah, look at me blinking on my own. <laughs> and it became like my whole self thought it was just this funny thing. It became like a joke that I had amongst myself, but it got me right up smiling.
0: Right. That's so awesome. I, I'm sorry you went through that, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's gold in that gratitude for sure.
1: For sure. It, for sure. For sure. And it's healing in there too, right? Because all this, en- everything is energy, right? So there's healing in that too. It helps us to put our focus. in, We all have heard that what we focus on, We draw more of that into our life. When you focus on what you're grateful for, you draw more things into your life that you will be grateful for. That's how you can think about the future.
0: Absolutely. I've, you know, I grew up playing sports and played them well into my 30s. And I had some injuries that really took me out. And I just had to practice focusing on the things that I could control and not what I couldn't do. And it, that's a shift in a mindset too. like having that kind of gratitude that, Hey, you know what? I can walk, I can walk. <laughs> I'm just grateful for walking today. It might not be perfect. I might have a, a little bit of a limp here because I've sprained my ankle or I've broken my wrist, but I can walk and I can breathe air. Right. And it sounds so simple, but, but it really, it, it, I encourage everybody,
1: if you're feeling something right now that makes you less than happy, write that gratitude list and watch shit Don't force it. Just be mindful of what starts to happen. Your whole insight gets, okay, I'm a level higher than what I was before. And sometimes that one level makes a difference, right? It makes a difference. You're on one step higher than what you were before, feeling a little bit better. And all it took was you to start jotting down what you are grateful for right now.
0: It's beautiful. And anyone who's listening, let's stay in the present moment right now. <laughs> yeah, right right now. <laughs> As Dr. Javon says. So I just want to take a sidestep to your Next Step Leadership Academy and just talk a little bit about leadership. So how would you suggest somebody boost their leadership skills? Oh, and, and I love this question because oftentimes people think that I'm
1: exclusively talking to people who are uh, aspiring to the C-suite or, uh, you know, executives. And I'm definitely talking to people who have those dreams too. Um, but I'm also talking to people who, women who uh, just really want to know how how to get to the, over this divorce or who want to know t- um, how to recapture themselves or get on level ground after being an empty nester, you know, those women who enjoy being homemakers. Leadership is something that is quite personal, but it is how you define it, you know, a leadership and your success as a leader. But it's something that is so necessary to see ourselves as leaders. When we do that, again, it's taking the focus and the attention off of the external world, Right. And putting it on our internal self and saying, Hey, this is me. Right. First, beginning to see ourselves. You know, we're always wanting to be seen, but oftentimes the, that we're not seen by ourselves. So, seeing ourselves as a leader, seeing ourselves as powerful. Being able to goal set for ourselves, right, and to have those goals set by ourselves, not not here's what you know someone else would want for me, or here's how my spouse would define uh, success for me, or my children, or my parents. This is me, and and this and this is my awareness of me, and this is what uh, this is how I define leadership. I'll tell you, uh, I had a woman I was working with recently who actually did get an amazing, amazing offer for promotion to a huge position and we've been working together for a while and she turned it down and it would have been, it was a huge amount of money, um, travel, all that. And she said, you know, through this working and she said in self-awareness, I realized that was never my dream. I don't have, she said, I am not, I realize what makes me happy. And to go further into this would move me further away from what makes me happy. And although it looked like success, anybody would have said it was hugely successful, right? Right. right. But that's, that's a leadership move, right? That's the next, let's say, the next level was for me to realize, wow, I don't want that. That's not my definition of success. That's not my definition of happiness. I'm grateful to be to be considered for it. But I'm I'm so much of a leader in my own life that I now define success for myself. That's not it for me. It could be it for somebody else, not a bad thing, but not it for me.
0: And that's the freedom that you talk about too. Yeah.
1: That's like that's life on the next level, right? Next level of awareness, next level of self-love. that's what we, that's evolving. That's the next level, right? Of realizing that, it's not just a, a stamp on a, on a page that says, okay, when you go from here to here, looking at the corporate ladder, you've made it. It's saying, no, when I go from here to here on my own barometer of what makes life happy, I've made it.
0: Well, since we were on the topic of freedom, how do we harness the power of our innate gift of freedom?
1: Yeah, freedom is a gift but it is a lot of work, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's free, but it's not, it's not without sacrifice, right? It's mm-hmm. being able to make these decisions, right? Of choosing happiness. And someone, I put a, a TikTok up a few, oh, maybe it's been a month ago now. And one of the, and I, I one of the things it said, in there, you know, choose happiness today. And uh, a man wrote a comment on there and said, you know, stop telling women to do this right? Because they just can't make decisions that make them happy. And so we all make decisions. And and I understood this comment, you know, um, because we could make adult decisions. It may not make us happy today to go put on a load of laundry, but it's necessary, right? But could we find happiness in there? We're free to look at, these are some of the things that I need to do to get to where I want to go. Right, I'm free to make the decision to do them or not to do them. And if I do decide to do them, right, how, where can I find the happiness? Where can I say, "Oh, I can be happy because this is progressing me to where I just des- where I want to go"? Right? How can I how can I do that? So that's what I talk. About, that's what I mean when I say I'm talking about you know you're free. You're absolutely free and to pursue happiness, and we should pursue happiness, right? But it doesn't mean we're going to do it to to the exclusion of following our responsibilities. We're going to say, "Hey, can I find happiness in in the in this task?" Now, if your answer is absolutely no, I can't. Then I'm going to we're going to need to do some work and figure out perhaps you're on the wrong path then. Right? Perhaps we need to rethink some things because we all want to seed into fertilize our own goals, right? right. We're going to so that does take some Adulting, if you will. I
0: think we all know what that means. (laughs) Right, right, it takes some adulting. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode.